This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. wonderful week here at Radio K Pulpit and fresh from Visionathon. We are feeling good. We are feeling great. And as we wind down this year, there's a little bit of a chance that you and I are feeling quite tired or maybe a little bit tired or maybe a lot a bit of tired. Okay. Yes, I know that wasn't very good English, but you know, I'm just thinking a lot of bit of tired, a little bit of tired, medium centered tired. And it could just be that we need to have our tanks refilled. Or it could be that we've been on survival mode for a very, very long time. It doesn't mean that your tiredness that you're feeling right now is maybe just end of the year tiredness, which we all feel because let's face it, this year has been quite intense. Uh, and especially, you know, there's world events happening around us. There's financial realities facing us. We have load shedding. We have all these things that we are dealing with on a daily basis. Here in South Africa, we are not immune to what is happening in the world. So yes, I get it that we could be feeling a little bit of compassion fatigue or burnout or work fatigue. But we also could be facing a reality where we have been living in kind of a survival space for quite a long time. We know our lives look different. We know that we still have our faith, but we know that our lives look different because we face the reality of COVID. We face the reality of loss. And I don't know where you are right now, but I pray that this time together this next hour together where we begin to unpack these things where we begin to give you tools where we begin to give you all of these things throughout the next hour of the show that you will feel maybe i can thrive maybe i'm not just here to survive maybe i can do more and there is help for this fatigue that i feel and that's what we're going to be touching on today on the show it's not just about surviving december but about knowing how to thrive and have a life that you don't want to regularly escape from but that you regularly want to be a part of a life where you are at the center as someone that is leading your life. And joining me today to talk about this is Lucinda Valentine. She's a registered social worker who completed her master's at UCT and in public policy and administration. And after a decade of working with people out in the field, she realized that she wanted to actually focus her career on mental health and to specialize in that. And this led her to register and open her own private practice, which is called the Tiny Room Counseling and therapy which provides quality and effective therapy at a rate that's way more attainable we often talk in therapy spaces about therapy being there for the elite and today we want to be able to give you a lot of tools and help and also insight in how that's not just the case but it can also be for every single person and a listener is going to be joining me to discuss about december the tiredness we feel in her theory her observations and so much more so it's going to be a great time on the show i want you to be able to take december to feel restful but i also want you as our beloved valued listener to be able to go into 2024 with a sense of purpose passion and a sense of feeling rested and so that is what we're going to be talking about on the show today stay tuned to cinders with me after this 
Radio Celebrating Life. Yes, it's Radio Cape Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. I'm so excited and so grateful to have Lucinda with me today because we are obviously going to be talking through a lot of things that are very, very prevalent. And especially this time of year when we're talking about our mental health, but when we're also talking about just feeling tired, I know that for you listening, maybe you feeling that way. And a lot of people think it's normal because we come to the end of the year and we're kind of feeling tired. We're kind of feeling like a bit of an ebb and a bit of a flow, (laughs) a little bit of flow. But, uh, you know, we're also talking about and going to be talking about today on the show, the reality of the fact that this time of year is very, very challenging and can be challenging for a lot of people. We know the last three years have been very intense and, uh, you know, a lot of loss in that time as well. And I know a lot of people who are coming to December and thinking of the festivities and the joy that it should have and the meaningful faith communities, but yet missing loved ones, struggling to cope in life. And we need to unpack these things today. So joining me, of course, Lucinda Valentine. And I'm so grateful, Lucinda, for your time. It's so cool. I mean, obviously, you are an incredible therapist that is helping so many people. And so today, you're literally coming to be our in-house therapist on the show. <laughs> so Thank you so much. <laughs> Already, I'm going to be asking some professional, some professional help us all here. But uh, Lucinda, welcome to the show, and it's really great to see you and to have you here today. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Lauren. I'm very excited to hopefully help as many people that are listening. Mm. Now, tell me something. What have you been witnessing? You know, the last month, and as you get into December, you know, around around the practice, you know, people coming in. There's a sense of tiredness. Uh, and like I said, this time of year does get challenging. I know a number of people who have lost loved ones even in December. And then December becomes that time of, you know, you, you're feeling guilty because it should be like about family and it should be about like Jesus, the reason for the season. It should be about all these things. But you have that sense of grief or you have that sense of dread sometimes because you know you're going to have another Christmas and someone you love is not going to be at the table. There's a lot of things that are going on. But what have you witnessed just in people generally over the last few weeks and also leading into December? It seems like it can be quite a tough time. It is. And also, you know, my observations have been um, also like like personally, like introspection where I've been extremely tired and um, I'm quite good at balancing my um, fatigue and my exhaustion and and not hitting burnout and there's a difference between those three um, it's it's a compound of the fatigue hitting into exhaustion and then before you know it you're in burnout and burn, burnout takes a very long time to to, to undo um, and I've been asking my other clients you know my clients and my other therapists they've also been looking and, and seeming really tired um, and these are clients of all ages and I you know I've come to realize and this is just what I think is possibly a reason is we were in lockdown and lockdown, we were possibly not working or working from home or, you know, our lifestyles changed. We weren't as busy. And when we came out of lockdown, 2021, 2022, 2023, we hit the ground running and we started making up for lost time. And also a lot of changes took place. People lost their jobs. Like you said, loved ones were lost. Um, you know, some marriages came to an end, mm. um, other relationships, friendships, all kinds of things changed in a three-year span. And, I mean, it's not the longest period of time to have mm. so many intense um, shifts happen in somebody's life and to not be able to bounce back well 
um, because of other deficits or other um, shortcomings in someone's mental health and in what we call the toolkit, the toolkit. Um, if you don't have those tools to be able to bounce back very well, you can only imagine by the end of this year what a person's going to look like in their yeah. physical health um, and in their fatigue and exhaustion and some possibly burnout, but then at the same time in their mental health. So there's fog, you know, mental fog, um, there's mental fatigue, um, there's complete mental burnout. So you might not see the burnout in the body, but you see it in your, in your, in your mind where they can't even imagine um, doing the festive season with a whole bunch of family because they don't want to mm. talk to anybody. You know, and it's 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 just overwhelming because people come down from a country and they come and stay down in Cape Town on holiday, and your house is all of a sudden full of people. It it yeah. can get a bit much. Um, so people isolate. Um, also, there's um quite a few people that get divorced during this time. So we've had a lot of separations and divorce come through, um, or just you know couples therapy. And we do that very differently at our practice, but mm. that's a story for another day. Um, <laughs> but we we have also noticed that uh, relationships, romantic relationships are taking strain, um, but mm. friendships are, are taking strain. Um, mother and daughter relationships are taking strain, you know. So there's a lot of relationship stress also before this time. And you have to see these people yeah, <laughs> during yeah, the festive yeah, season. Yeah. So there's anxiousness, um, financial anxiousness on top of all of that. Some people want to change their jobs um it's it's a lot there's a lot of layers and one human doesn't just experience one at a time yeah. sometimes there's two or yeah. three of them happening at the same time and are you trying to do this thing called life with all that mm. in a fogged up fatigued brain or or, or not in the best of spaces mental health wise it, it it's you basically can't to be yeah. honest with you it's you're not going to do it very well so yeah that's what we're seeing um, overarchingly in this last two to three months of this year. Mm. I'm so glad that you unpacked this all for us as well. And also because I'm seeing this around me as well, you know, in people around me, a lot of what you mentioned and uh, relationships taking strain and you kind of sometimes think you normalize it, right? In in your own mind, you go, maybe it's just uh, something that everyone's going through, but it's we need to peel it back and go actually maybe it's not so normal that we're dealing with all of these things in one time and and one of the things I found about lockdown is we went into lockdown we were all very anxious I mean I think we didn't know what lockdown would mean you know we're just all thrown in our houses and the door was locked you're not allowed to go out and but a lot of people actually said that they experienced during the lockdown you know once you kind of were into it so to say into that space that it was actually it could become also a little bit refreshing because it wasn't the pressure on you to travel to work there wasn't the pressure on you some people found it uh, you know then suddenly they were okay you know it was kind of like yeah. I don't have to actually see anybody and I don't want to see anyone I'm just in the space and then we came out of that and and like you said as well which life has got so in exceedingly busy. There's a lot of things going on in the world right now, like conflict, war that we're now yeah. exposed to as well. And, and uh, compassion fatigue sets in and we're bombarded with news and overstimulated on social yeah. media. So it's a lot that we are dealing with. And I think that to give ourselves some grace as well, to understand that, Hey, yeah. you know, actually you could be feeling something here that you could need a little bit of assistance with or help with. And, you know, during this December time, just to peel back that and to say, you know, if someone's going into December, maybe they're not feeling all those other things. And like on, on one side, they're feeling okay, but 
they missing family members. They may be alone. Like you said as well, there's job loss or, or something that's happening, a shift that's coming. A lot of people moving, immigrating, uh, moving from Gauteng, yeah, hi there, to the Western Cape. We see you. <laughs> We're moving down here. It's the end of the year. <laughs> Um, and, you know, there's a lot of changes that's happening. What kind of tools would you want to give people as they go into December and are really wondering how they're going to deal with all the festivities without feeling festive? For me, I think it starts firstly with that um, that clarity or that reassurance or logic that you are probably already in a deficit in that petrol tank, if you can call it that. Your petrol tank has pretty much got a rusted hole in the bottom, you know, from years and years and years of not knowing how to boss your life or live your best life, you know, not having all those tools. So just, you know, be mindful of that and be like, it's okay that I'm not in the best of spaces mm-hmm. um, and that you don't have to battle it out on your own because they aren't a therapist, they aren't a counselor, you know, they haven't been trained in this and and can kind of dig deep and, and sort out those gaps and blind spots. But just to acknowledge that you're human, you flesh and bone, mm-hmm. um, and that you're going through a tough time, that you shouldn't feel that you should battle it out on your own and that you can reach out. Um, so I'd say pretty much the logic of me explaining why this buildup could have taken place and now moving forward into a season that can be overwhelming is taking back the permission to lower the frequency of either contact with people that are not maybe um, adding value. Um, And I know we hear the word boundaries a lot and I'm very mindful not to use it or overuse it Mm. because when when you hear the word boundaries, people tend to switch off because they're like, oh, okay, you know, and Mm. they find it very hard to do because nobody shows them the application of getting to the point of easily or organically putting those boundaries in place. How do I, in inverted commas, Um, write people off and boundaries on writing people off Mm. Um, you can decide lovingly how much frequency of contact you have with certain individuals that aren't maybe the healthiest for you and then use that renewed energy to go and spend it with people that do fill your tank Mm. Um, so I think that's that's a tool that somebody can go and sit and think about and be like where can I start um, without overwhelming yourself with like tackling your whole world of people, uh, you know, <laughs> relationships. Yeah. Um, but then besides that, because we do life with people, we don't um, all the time on our own, you know, isolated behind closed doors. So we need to be mindful of that, that we, we, we live in community at work or at home or wherever in our social life. So that's a big one. Um, and then resting, you know, and, and it's it's not feeling guilty to be quiet and be still. And if you can't do that, you need to ask yourself, why can I not sit still? Why can I not be restful and, and in a place of, of stillness and quietness and silence? Why do I need to continuously do stuff mm-hmm. um, and be so busy? Mm-hmm. Um, there's many reasons for it, and we can't unpack that today. But it, it's just why can I not calm my nervous system down? by just being quiet and still. And obviously it needs to become a way of life. And that's where that balance comes in and that management of your mental health and your physical health and your whole life, you know, as your, your life as a whole. But it's it's small increments of things that need to be, I want to say, taught through, yeah. through professional therapeutic processing um, where it becomes part of your DNA or your muscle memory or your wiring where you can then organically go and, and boss your life and live your best life. We say that a lot at the tiny room, but um, we want people to do their lives well, regardless mm-hmm. of their situation. And we've had it all. 
<laughs> I've mm. done this a long time. <laughs> I've seen it all. I've heard it all. I've worked through it all with so many different people, <laughs> high risk, medium yeah. risk, low risk. So from a from a common denominator perspective, it's normally relationships that are draining people and overwhelming them, stressing people out. Um, their relationship maybe with money, you know, during this time. Um, but that also comes from a person's thought processing. So so the the approach to their finances. But yeah, uh, from a human perspective, I'd say um, getting rid of the guilt of being quiet and still, um, lowering the anxiety by taking back the permission to decide where you're going to invest your your energy or lack of, you know, maybe minimal energy. Um, how do I recharge? We call it buzzing and jazzing. Mm-hmm. Sitting and thinking, what does actually speak into your joy, peace, happiness? Like what buzzes and jazzes you? Um, another client said it in such a beautiful way. We always talk about triggers mm-hmm. in a negative way. What are your buzzing and jazzing as in your good triggers? You know, like, but if you don't know your personality in detail because you've never met yourself before or you need to be reintroduced to yourself, then you can't really speak into what buzzes and jazzes you. Yeah. So that's something that gets our clients through this time of year. Um, but yeah, those are just some of the things that I feel could get them through. And then obviously my number one recommendation would be to have a professional that can take you through an actual therapy process uh, counseling processes are there for certain um, situations, yeah. but um, for the whole rewiring and the and the um, kind of DNA organic way of living and bossing your life, I'd say a therapy process, which is a couple of sessions in su- in su- uh, succession or mm-hmm. sequentially, and the link up, and then after that you should be able to, to live go your best life. <laughs> no, sort of, yeah, it, um, yeah, bounce back. Um, let the rest of the years be the best of your years because, mm. I mean, I lost a friend who was 28 in co- from COVID, yeah. you know, underlying conditions. And I think, you know, he lived his life to a full, so I can't mm. be upset about it. But um, it's still mindful that, you know, I made it to 38 and I'm like, mm. wow, mm. it's pretty cool. Why would I want to live another average day? Um, exactly. But a lot of people can't see themselves being at the level that I'm at, um, but I wasn't always here. So mm. I've used these tools, you know, a mm. lot of people think I look a lot younger than I am. I've had some parents in absolute <laughs> shock this last week, but I say to them, I live the process. I, I don't yeah. do stress um, yeah. and I don't want to be anxious. I want to mm. be buzzed and jazzed as much, much as I can in my week um, because life takes dumps on us and that's yeah. just life. Mm. But we want people to bounce back um, the best mm. way that they can. Yeah, and and they can thrive. We can thrive as people. We don't have to stay stuck in, you know, oftentimes people stay stuck in negative thought processes and just uh, those thoughts and and feelings that that comes attached to that. And then it's kind of thinking like, I'm never going to get out of this. I'm getting old. (laughs) Like you're probably not getting old, like in your 30s, or you're not getting old, seriously. But it's like the sense of feeling old becomes there because of the thoughts and that's why sometimes it's necessary to have someone walk the journey with you. And, you know, that often looks like a therapist. It looks like going somewhere. And for you to, like you said as well, I mean, you want 
you could have like 30 years left or 10 years left or 40 years left, but you should make those the best years. You know, it should be really a time to thrive and it's possible It's in our grasp. It's in our hands. And I want to leave the listeners with that thought as we go to a a quick song break. So enjoy some music, but don't go anywhere because Lucinda and I still together after this. We want you to give some thought to how you can be thriving in your life right now. And maybe there's something you need to be doing, uh, you know, to to reach that and to realize that you don't have to feel as tired as you do and you don't have to walk the journey alone either. So take some time, have a little bit of a reflection during the song and yeah, we'll see you when we get back. You are tuned to Radio Cape Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Radio that cares 24 hours a day. You're with me, Lauren Jacobs, on Voice of Change today and Cinder Valentine joining me on the tiny room therapy and we've been talking about December and you know getting through no we don't want you to get through December we want you to love December we also want you to love your life thrive and I hope that you've taken some time to really reflect on that and how you can be doing things differently and what you need to create that space in your life. And Lucinda, I have a question coming through here because you mentioned before um you know the song that you know it's I know you don't like to use the word boundaries, but people hear that and they go, I just really don't know how to set proper boundaries. And then what if the question here is, you know, what if, uh, you know, it's my family that makes me feel drained or in particular, my mom or my dad that makes me feel drained. And I, I'm an adult. I mean, I'm married. I have children. I'm living outside of home. But whenever I see my parents or one parent or sibling, it just drains my energy completely. And I just feel like there's a lot here that I don't want to, sort of, I don't want to always be with them or sit around a table with them. How do I institute this kind of like scarcity of myself, but, uh, you know, still needing to see family because I can't exactly uh, ebb them out of my life. But how do I go about setting proper boundaries when it comes to family members, the amount of time I spend with them, when I answer their calls, how I invest in their life? Because it seems to be quite tricky when it comes to family. Yeah, it's 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 a layered question and I'm hopefully going to just cover the the main points but it's the situation that someone somebody's in or looking at wasn't created in that moment obviously there was a build up to it so it's many many years of being either a child of those parents or you know being a sibling or whatever part of that family and over that period of time we've realized that one of the common things is we have uh, clients that are people pleasers and so they've always overstepped or, or overreached and um, you can stay compassionate, loving and kind and be a generous person without losing yourself. But unfortunately, it's a slow fade and that permission just got handed over to be at the back of the queue um, of their own lives. And we want them to be at the front of the queue of their own lives. So to start implementing those boundaries can be quite um, surprising to a lot of their family members at first. Yeah. But you can do it in such a gentle way. Um, and we we work this through in our eight-week, uh, eight eight-session process where, you know, two months is a nice period of time to start easing people into this around you where just here and there they start either lowering their frequency, which is a lot more easier to do than just say no. Hmm. So, you know, maybe you would normally go um, every weekend to a certain family member, um, they would be going and saying, you know, I'm actually going to go and do this this weekend. I'll see you next weekend. You know, it was more comfortable for them to do that than say, oh, I'm not going to see you this weekend. Mm -hmm. So there's just different ways that you can package it in your communication. And communication is something that a lot of people are lacking. And you have to communicate boundaries, not only put them in place physically sometimes, but also a lot of the time it's communicating them. But the main thing that's a blockage to a lot of people 
who aren't maybe just people pleasers is the guilt and the sense of obligation. And uh, it's a big question that we, we unpack is where did that guilt come from? Where did that um, sense of obligation come from where you felt, feel this need to fulfill this uh, schedule of some sorts, this imaginary schedule of I have to go these times or whatever to see these people when actually when I leave, I feel so empty and just so negative and icky that you just want to go and like scrub of all the negativity or the, yeah. the, the gossip or the drama and the extra. Um, and they get so anxious and revved up um, in the nervous system and they just flared. I just feel like, why is that guilt there? Why is that sense of obligation there? Um, you can still be a beautiful, loving child of your parents and a sibling and a cousin and a, a whatever, a friend. But at the end of the day, it's what do you need? And you can achieve it all by having some sort of balance. But it's knowing the underlying reasons for that um, that slow fade or that permission being handed over. So there's a lot of deep stuff that gets addressed. But from a surface level, I'd say ask yourself questions. You know, the situation that you're looking at, do you like it? No. Okay, why don't you like it? X, Y, and Z. Okay, how can you, because you're only in control of yourself and not other people, how can you change this to some degree in the in the... I want to say ignorance that you have right now, not being a therapist, is just asking those simple questions and then going on a journey possibly for the whole deeper thing to be, for it to become part of your way of being. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I would say. I hope that makes sense. Mm, it makes sense. And it's, and it's good that you mentioned that as well because – and you mentioned people pleasing and the guilt. And also this doesn't happen in a vacuum. I mean, you didn't just feel like not speaking to your mother or your brother or your sister today. This has happened over time. So what makes you feel a certain way when you, you're talking with them? Maybe you just feel like you're an adult in your life and you're doing good. But when you're with your family, they still treat you like a child. You know, there's many reasons why this could be happening. We see it a lot. So to unpack wow. that. So. Lucinda, as we go into December, we've chatted a bit about that. We're going to be going into a new year as well, uh, which is, I kind of feel like it's that e e emoji that's like kind of that blowing your brain out because it's like, how did we get here? <laughs> yeah. Kind of feel like it's, it totally feels like that. And uh, it's in about probably like 28 days or something, which is like about a month or less then. Mm -hmm. But how, what kind of things would you leave us with as, you know, as the listeners, as we're going to go into 2024, people may be feeling that deficit, maybe not feeling apprehensive about going into 2024. You want to see the terms and conditions first before you agree to entering 2024, but there's no such thing. What kind of thing, what kind of message would you leave us with, you know, as we're going to embark on a new year uh, where people feel the also need to start new things or be a new you, you know, what would you say? Well, for me, firstly, it's take this time that you are possibly going to be on leave because not all of us get to go on leave during this time. Knowing that firstly, that you're not going to be able to go on leave, you're going to need to manage that and, and be honest with yourself on how is the season of December going to look for you. And maybe you don't get to start the new year quite fresh, but you, you can to a degree if you decide to possibly go on like a therapy process or get professional help. But for those that are going on leave is to take that time and not be scared of being on your own with yourself. <laughs> you yeah. know, if a person doesn't like and love themselves, then come and see us because you should, and you should be happy with your own company, but guiltlessly go and rest and recharge. You know, um, it's not just sleeping. 
you know, re- yeah. resting is not just going and having a nap or having a really good night's sleep. You need to have that more consistently through quiet time, you know, being in silence, being still, not always being busy. Because during this time, the, the individual normally goes through the year, hectic, 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 busy, 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 busy. What do they do when they're on leave? Busy, 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 yep. party, 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 yep. go out, go out, people, people, people. And then they're like, oh, why am I so tired? It's the beginning of 2024. And I'm like, well, <laughs> but a lot of the time it's distracting because mm-hmm. people don't want to be on their own because they don't want to be with their thoughts. They either overthink or they in a very negative space um, and also a very dark space. Um, and they, they don't want to be with those emotions and all that stuff. And then, you know, so there's distraction in there also, um, a bit of a, a, a crutch, if you can call it that. But sometimes people think that they are going to recharge being around people and they don't realize they're an introvert. Introverts recharge on their own. Yeah. Extroverts recharge around people. So it's just knowing you down to like the T and knowing how to then go and do your life well. So I'd say rest, um, you know, if you can't rest, figure out ways that you can buzz and jazz yourself, have little moments carved out here and there. It is in your responsibility to do that. Um, You have the power to do that. Um, You have the permission to do that because you can only control your own life. Um, Can't control those around you. And um, hopefully by the beginning of the year, you have a little bit more clarity after possibly resting and balancing these next few weeks and then consider possibly going on a therapy process. So you mentioned in here about, you know, sometimes it's important as well to consider a therapy journey, consider what this is going to look like for you. And also, like you said earlier on on the show, when we were chatting about having a life that's a life about thriving and about living your best life and giving that to yourself. And this is possible. You know, you could maybe not have lived that way for 20 years of your life. And then you just get stuck in this thing of going, well, this is my life now, you know, and maybe I didn't have a good start in life or maybe X, Y, and Z. And so this is just how it is. It doesn't have to be that way. But when people hear the word therapy, I think that they sometimes get a little bit like, there's nothing wrong with me. I don't need therapy. I, like I don't need to be fixed or uh, there's nothing wrong. And they think there's something wrong with them that's like needs to be sorted out in inverted commas and so there's like that kind of fear of going what is this going to look like if I reach out and say hey I want to start an eight weeks uh, program session I want to do something for myself what is that going to look like uh, if someone's listening and going like maybe I should but I don't feel like there's I need to be fixed I'm trying to figure out the process what does this kind of look like can you ease us into that well, yeah, I get it a lot. Therapy is apparently for crazy people, you know, and, and therapy is not just for those struggling with mental illness. Um, it's for mental health. And we all could do with shaking up our mental health and, and getting it healthy, getting our mental state healthy. Um, and we're not always taught very well when we're kids and, and as we go through our tween and teen years on how to do life well. Um, we can only do better if we know better. And our parents did a great job. They kept us alive. Um, you know, they fed us, they put a roof over our heads, but they didn't always have the know-how and neither do a lot of our teachers. You know, they're there to educate. They're not there to deal with any social issues or mental health issues. Mm-hmm. They try their best, but they leave it to us as professionals to to partner up and, and it takes a village to to raise a human uh, to a place of, of wholeness. Um, so if you're wanting to be the better a better version of yourself or the best version of yourself um, and have those tools on knowing how to bounce back uh, well when there's disappointment or um, if you're dealing with anger, resentment. And if you're just literally looking at yourself or in your life or around you and you're like, I'm not happy, you know, this is not how I envisioned 
my life to be, then by all means, I would say, you know, go and sign up or, or um, commit to yourself and, and give yourself this opportunity to go on a hopefully a quality and effective therapy process. Not all therapy uh, processes are the same. Ours is very different at the tiny room. It's not for everybody. Um, also, not every therapist is the same. Um, there's a difference between counseling and therapy and a counselor and a therapist when it comes to our training and our scope of, of practice. So it's just doing the research, seeing what is what you would like, what you need, and then finding somebody that you click with because that's very important. Yeah. Um, but then also, obviously, the actual therapy uh, approach or process. So we do a lot of cognitive behavioural therapy, and that, for me, has dealt with a lot of anxiety and depression, and, and it's a lot of fun also. So, mm. yeah, we, we do a lot of that here by us. I'm a big, big believer in cognitive behavioral therapy. And I actually studied to be a psychologist and was a trauma therapist for a number of years. Yes. So I'm a really big believer in CBT and I've seen it work with people, yeah. especially with anxiety, like you said as well. And yeah. just people stuck in the, in you, you often get people in life that I've met that are overthinkers. So like everything, mm -hmm. it's a simple thing. Like there's a simple thing happening in life that would be simple to many people. Like, Oh, you know, I'm just, uh, Met, met someone new and we're kind of like each other but then for an overthinker it's like what does this mean and what if they get too close to you and what is going to happen and what does life look like and their thoughts and there's a reason why we overthink like I mean I mean if you had to unpack that with us like that would be like another conversation there's a reason another why season. people exactly <laughs> overthink and so it's so important and, and I love that you guys are doing that as well so it's not for people struggling with mental illness that just yeah. needs therapy it's for all of us everyone yeah. Everybody. And I've met a lot of people in life, Lucinda, who simply get to a point where they go, I just want to throw everything up in the air and move to like Switzerland where no one yeah. knows me, right? Mm -hmm. Start afresh. Starting afresh with nothing. With their stuff. With their same stuff. <laughs> exactly. They're going to take that same stuff with them. <laughs> exactly. Because, uh, you know, there was that old saying that says like, you know, wherever you go, you always have yourself. So it doesn't mm -hmm. matter wherever you are, you're always taking yourself with you. So it's not about, it's not going to be a fresh start just because you moved to another country. They, it, you're taking mm -hmm. yourself along, uh, yep. which is sometimes for some people, it's scary to take themselves yeah. along, <laughs> to go on holiday <laughs> on their own. It's a scary <laughs> process. So there is a reality and uh, it's, it's really great. But like you said, at the tiny room, you do things a bit differently. So it, Tell us a little bit about like just one thing that's different. Like what do people expect if they're going to walk into the tiny room and they're going to be like, I mean, yeah, I want to well, look Well, firstly, it's a life. tiny room. <laughs> Lauren, no jokes. It's an actual tiny room. Oh, okay. I feel like life has shown us that we can do a lot by a three by four room. Oh. Uh, it's very safe, very, very comfortable. Um, we've got um, a team of, of therapists. I see mainly tweens and teens. Uh, I have a big passion for tween and teen self-harm and suicidal thoughts, um, also attempted suicide. So I deal mainly with tweens and teens during the week. And then my other two therapists, they deal with the Afrikaans and English adult clients. So we have a bilingual therapist who sees English and Afrikaans clients and then another client, another therapist that sees more um, adult clients. Um, so for me, our process, just not to give too much away because there's a lot yeah. of detail. You get a lot of the, the, or you get all the details in the first session. Our clients book in for the first session. Uh, they get all the details in that session. If they like what they are possibly going to commit to and go on as a journey, mm -hmm. then they come back for the other seven. Um, so it's once a week for eight weeks. 
Um, like I said, definitely a process. Every session links up. We take them through three phases and the phases are themed according to mm. gaps and blind spots or common denominators, as we call them, that people have experienced over their lives, um, no matter the situation or risk or, or uh, background or upbringing um, or age. And um, it's a lot of fun. It's it's a combination of a couple of therapies that I've utilized in my experience because I've designed this framework that we have here from scratch mm-hmm. um, of doing you know this for 11, 12 years from people from all walks of life being out in the field. And yeah, there's strategy behind it, um, but it is a commitment. So mm-hmm. it's not just chatty chatty, as I like to call it. Talk therapy yeah. is there. It's definitely coming through in each session, but it's very practical, very hands-on. I also do a lot of performance therapy with um, CEOs, executives, you know, higher leaders who um, have enjoyed our therapy process because, like you said, it's the self where mm. you could be bossing an, an empire there. But if you've got mental health challenges or um, self-doubt or anger blockage or, you know, guilt or resentment or shame or whatever, it's definitely going to hinder your performance. So I love doing performance therapy with, with mm. um, higher corporate clients. Um, and then, yeah, it's just, for me, a place of um, chilling, and and enjoying the ride and allowing us to facilitate this process, but it is still customized along the way to the human sitting in front of us because mm-hmm. obviously they are unique. Uh, getting to know their personality in detail um, and and taking that permission back. So yeah, without giving too much away, I feel like therapy shouldn't be so medical and so clinical and so serious. Even though mental health is a serious topic, um, we can approach it in a much more um realistic way mm-hmm. than a transactional way um from from professional to client so we're doing life with our clients mm-hmm. and um yeah so that's that's just the heart that we have um and then obviously making it affordable you know so that more people can attain it we aren't obviously um cheap therapy but we definitely hit the the middle mark where it's attainable for more people um, and that comes with strategy, keeping operational costs really, really low, um, doing a format that's not traditional, so no receptionist, no waiting room, it's just you and your therapist, um, and you're know, just cut, kind of cutting the fluff and trimming the fat so that you don't have to go and pay for all those overheads, um, but actually just pay for quality and effective therapy. So, mm. yeah, and just enjoy it at the same time. I mean, my clients pitch you in their cow slippers and their PJs <laughs> on a Saturday morning at 8 o'clock, you know. In their onesies. No one's gonna... like, yeah, yeah. In their onesies, it's happened. It really has happened. <laughs> in um, so for me, it's it's just you and your therapist and, yeah, going and bossing your life and living your best life. And then after the eight sessions, when you need a check-in, you come in for your check-in, but you should be able to go and do life way better. Mm. I love that. And I love the fact that, like you said as well, we talk about it often in in, uh, many circles is that therapy is often for, like people want to say, the elite because it's very expensive. Mm -hmm. Not everybody has medical aid. And unless you have medical aid, you you can't afford 1,500, 2,000 rand for one session. And that's like quite a cheap version of therapy mm-hmm. <laughs> still on on a scale i mean i've heard people paying upwards of like four thousand rand just to see a psychiatrist <laughs> just for one session yeah there was someone that said, psychiatrists don't give therapy by the way exactly. a lot of South Africans, yeah they don't realize that they thought they think the 30 they minutes that they're paying one five they're getting therapy but they get assessed diagnosed and, and prescribed meds but yeah uh, psychologists and uh, social workers specializing in mental health we are on the scope of therapy um yeah. when it comes to our training so 
yeah, look around, see what's your options. <laughs> yeah, and there are options because it's not just for, you know, the elite or it's not just for people that you think, uh, you know, I can't afford it and stuff. There are options available. And, of course, like you said as well, Lucinda, it's very important, to, like especially if a person's having suicidal thoughts or uh, there's there's that reality, and we've seen more and more of that. Uh, sadly, I know that for many of us we have – walked a journey and known people who have who have committed suicide and families left behind and the trauma that goes on in that so don't we we're saying don't don't there are options don't let that become the option and so Lucinda I want to say thank you so much for your time for being with me today it's been super cool and um Definitely getting to not be the last time we see each other on the show. I think there's, there's probably going to be some questions like, please can Lucinda cover this? And, and then we're yeah, going to say, for sure. <laughs> let's flesh it out. I'd, I'd love to unpack it. Let's let's all just do life together and do it better. I think yeah. that life is too short. Why why have another miserable day? Mm, I agree with you completely. Well, I wake up and feel it's a blue Monday or or a terrible Thursday. I mean, there's not, we don't have to feel that way. So I want to also ask you, Lucinda, how can people, um, are you on social media? How can people connect with the Tiny yeah, Room? Yeah, we are loving it. We are on Instagram at the Tiny Room Therapy. We are on YouTube at the Tiny Room Therapy. We've got some podcast episodes there with some, some clients that have gone through our process and also um, our therapists and a few other guests. And then we, we are on Facebook at the Tiny Room Therapy. So the handle stays the same. And then bookings are done through our website, uh, www.thetinyroomtherapy.com. And you just book on, uh, click on book now and you fill out our intake and consent form. And then our admin team on the back end will contact you and get you booked in for that initial session. And then after that, it's up to you on what you want to do. Mm, it's up to you if you thrive if you, instead yeah. of survive. And we want you yeah. to thrive, of course. So, Lucinda, thank you so, so much. I mean, it's so easy for everyone to connect and to follow on the journey as well and then just start to feel like how they're going to feel and realize maybe I just need a bit of a tune-up. You know, you don't need to be healed or solved or sorted. Yeah. You just need some tune-up. I love it. You know, yeah. you know, under the hood, you just need a good tune-up. So, Lucinda, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for spending this time with me today. It's been super cool, like I said. And all the best to you throughout December. May it be a blessed, awesome, fantastic, re-energizing, amazing month for you personally and for the tiny room. And uh, thank you so much for what you're doing for people. And, you know, I believe that 2024 you'll probably do so much more. And thank you for being on the journey with so many people. It's, It's a blessing, I know, for so many. So thank you. No, thank you. Really, thank you so much. And yeah, God bless and have a great uh, Christmas season with your family and to everybody listening. um, Hopefully this was helpful. And yeah, don't be shy. Commit yourself, reach out. It's probably the strongest thing that you would ever do for yourself. Mm, absolutely amen and amen and you have all the details no excuses if you're needing some you know a little bit someone to walk with you you know where to find the tiny room therapy and so be blessed everybody enjoy some music and see you after the break there is radio and radio and then there is radio cape pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m can you hear the difference there you have it. I'm grateful for Lucinda being with us today. And I'm also grateful for this conversation, which we need to be having. Sometimes we only have it when we're in, you know, therapy spaces or counseling spaces or when we're talking with others. We don't really realize that we could be feeling a multitude of things at one time and we could be dealing with a multitude of things at one time as well. So I pray that today's show has been a little bit of an enlightenment for you, a blessing for you. And also, like I said, maybe a challenge 
challenge to you to kind of consider therapy. Consider therapy in the future. Consider it for your 2024 so that you can thrive and be, as she likes to say, the boss of your life. And you know that you can really take control. You are not, and I want to say this, you know, you are not just a person that is pulled around by the elements you don't have to live that way you don't have to live as being a victim of circumstances or just believing oh this is just how it is I can't overcome maybe I've had these thoughts since childhood maybe my beginnings weren't so great maybe I can't you know be who I want to be maybe my marriage didn't work out maybe my job didn't work out I'm just a failure and you begin to believe multitudes of messages that is actually not true about yourself but it is messages that you begin to feed your mind with and it gets you stuck in a spiral where you're just not experiencing the fullness of life that God intended for you to experience and that's sometimes when we need a fresh perspective that's sometimes when we need someone to walk next to us and to say hey you know what I'm going to help you I'm going to help you see things differently I'm going to give you the tools so maybe therapy is good and I believe personally that most of us all of us need some kind of tool kit you know and we need a therapist to help us do that so yeah you know what to do if that is you and if not I just know that uh, you're gonna take on board a lot of what we say today and go into the new year feeling more refreshed more alive more joyful and more at shalom at peace within the depth of yourself so i pray today's show has been a blessing has been wonderful to be with you today as always on capel but i cannot wait for next week where we begin to talk a little bit more about what's happening in israel the support of christians what's happening with the jewish people around the world as well so we're going to be unpacking a lot of that next week with some very special guests so uh, stay tuned till next week thursday when it's voice of change way to be with you then but until then have a blessed weekend whatever you are doing if you're going to rugby this weekend there's sevens on yes i know you're excited you might be doing that if you're having a quiet weekend with friends if you're going to the beach whatever you are doing may god's blessings be upon you upon your family upon your loved ones until next week take care and shalom shalom This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.